Hey, what's up? This is Dan Pierce, and you are with me on the Mentally Fit Podcast. The topic of conversation today is friendship. Friendship can be incredibly difficult. You might run into challenges like keeping up with friends or making new friends. And social interaction in general can be really challenging, especially if you're not a natural extrovert like myself and maybe you. I'm more naturally introverted and I have to work really hard to improve my communication, keep up with friendships, make new friends, and it can be really challenging sometimes. But I'll tell you one thing for sure, working on it, developing skills in the area of interpersonal communication, and just practicing as much as possible definitely makes it a lot easier. So one of the people that I learned a lot from is our guest today, Jeff Callahan. Jeff is the founder of Become More Compelling. Become More Compelling is for people who overthink, struggle with social skills, people skills, and charisma, and he helps them have better conversations, make good first impressions, make more friends, and become more powerful communicators. So without further ado, we're going to jump right in. I really hope you enjoy this conversation, and I'm really excited to introduce you to Jeff Callahan. I know a few people might be shocked to know this today who know me that I've always felt really socially awkward, uh, really socially uncomfortable, had a hard time, especially growing up with relating and connecting with other people. And I had to like really, really work on those skills and develop them to the point where I even felt comfortable talking to other people. So if anyone mm -hmm. who knows me now, you know, hadn't known me before, hadn't known me when I was younger, they might not know that about me. So I just want anyone who's listening to know that Social skills are things that can be built and developed and uh, really refined. And that's something that you're really amazing at, Jeff. So thank you for your work on that. Yeah. And, and to, to kind of uh, go along with what you said, like my story is pretty similar. Uh, my, like the origin story of, of me is I used to have a pretty debilitating stutter. Uh, so in high school and through part of college, I could barely say my own name if I was really stressed out in a social situation. And of course, that really didn't help things. You know, it's hard to start a conversation if you can't say your name, obviously. Um, but I went on like a 15 year self development binge and did some of the things that, that, you, that you sounds like you've done, where you know, you just work on those skills, because they're skills, you know, they're not something that is uh, fixed at birth. You know, I don't know any, uh, you know, newborns that are giving, you know, presentations or, or, you know, this, that, or the other. So they can be honed and they can be worked on. And, um, I think getting that message out there is super important. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, it's hard, you know, if you are in the middle of working on developing social skills, making friends, it can feel, like you are just not I, like I know I've been there like it feels like I'm not good enough um, I just kind of suck with people I'm too awkward uh, so all those thoughts can be really challenging on top of learning the skills um, so today we're talking about how to make friends develop friendships and create and keep friendships basically what are the biggest challenges that you see with the people that you work with when it comes to creating and maintaining relationships with friends? 
Yeah. So a big thing that I notice with my students and readers is when they come to me, usually the first uh, thing that they'll ask me or the first email they'll send to me is something along the lines of, I always run out of things to say, or I get really self-conscious in social situations. Like I second guess myself. I, I call this the overthinker problem, right? So uh, it's uh, if you've ever struggled socially, one of the biggest patterns that I've seen over now six years of doing this is um, so you, you might go to a social situation, you might uh, sort of be hitting it off with someone even, and you, you might say something that is a little bit awkward, and then you go into a vortex of overthinking what you said, and that derails your entire momentum. And then it becomes really difficult because that throws everything off. And, and then you start to do some uh, post-mortem analyzing. Uh, and so kind of refining that mindset is really important because if we don't take care of uh, our, our thoughts, then they'll take care of us. Like there's always, uh, there's always a trainer when it comes to you and your mind. So a big thing that I, I start with, with any, any person who, any of my coaching clients or even in my course is writing down your social wins. So you might get, you might just have a good conversation with someone. Maybe it doesn't lead to a friendship. You write that down so that next time you go into a social situation, you can remember, oh, you know what? I have concrete proof that I was actually good uh, last week in a social situation. And that starts to re rewrite that invisible script of, oh, I, I'm not good with people or, oh, I suck at this, that, or the other. Uh, it's kind of a constant uh, sort of maintenance that you have to do. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like sort of taking the that script of like self-defeating uh, thoughts where it's like, I'm so awkward, I always mess this up. And then reframing that and flipping it around so that you're giving yourself more empowering messages and changing that self-talk. Yeah, like a big thing that I've noticed too, and, and this is another mindset thing, is we tend to be a lot harder on ourselves than we are on other people. So picture this, you're in a, uh, you know, you're at dinner with a few friends and someone says something a little awkward. I don't know about you guys out there listening, but me personally, like I'm going to give that person the benefit of the doubt. Like, Oh, I'm sure he yeah. didn't mean it like that. Or, Oh, you know, maybe he's having an off night, but that person may beat themselves up for hours upon hours. Uh, so try to show yourself the same kindness that you would show other people. Uh, and I think that that is a really big key. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know one thing that helped me early on was asking myself the question, would I talk to a friend the way I'm talking to myself? Or how would I talk to a friend when I'm talking to myself? Because a lot of times we treat ourselves in a way that we wouldn't treat other people or that other people wouldn't accept from us. So we really need to look at ourselves and develop, uh, it's gonna you know, sound cliche maybe, but develop that uh, relationship and that friendship with ourselves first. Absolutely, I could not agree more. Um, another big challenge that I see a lot is, I, you know, I, I, I'm thinking of a name, a name for it here on the spot. I would call it like friendship scarcity. So if, you, if you're in a situation where you're, you're trying to make friends, you don't have as many friends as you want, uh, it can be really tempting to grab on to anyone that shows you even a little bit of interest. And it's understandable, right? So I think that uh, something that is really important is uh, as you're working on these mindsets and these skills is 
just sit down and ask yourself, like, what do I want out of a friend? Like, like what kind of people do I like to spend time with? Who are the people that kind of give me energy and, and make me feel, um, you know, like life is, is, uh, awesome. Like sit down and think about who that is. So they may have certain traits, you know, if you're an active person, then that may mean that you're going to be better suited hanging out with someone who likes to go to the gym or likes to go for a hike. Uh, but, and it might mean that maybe someone who sits around and plays video games all day, maybe that's just not the right kind of person for you. So that, that helps guide and, and it helps shape, uh, who, who you see out in the world in terms of like, you know, you, you might have Dave from accounting and he likes the same thing that you like. Well, okay, great. Maybe Dave's someone that I, I should spend more of my effort getting, getting to know. So it's really important to be intentional about who you want to be friends with and, and be clear about that first. Cause if you're not clear about it, then it's going to be really hard to see that out in the world and, uh, and, and cultivate those friendships. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, it's often said that we are the sum of our five closest friends, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when you think about, uh, like we, we all have that friend who, uh, you know, maybe we know them from high school or this, that, or the other. And, when we hang out with them, it's just, when we get done hanging out with them, like we feel completely drained and not in yeah. a good way. Like it, it just feels uh, uh, cumbersome to hang out with them. Uh, yeah. We, in, in that person may have a friend who, who loves hanging out with them, but they just may not be a fit for you. So especially if you're growing in self-development, uh, it's super crucial to find people who resonate with with who you are and and the path that you want to be on so if you are really into self-development you're into learning more about yourself and becoming the best self that you can be get get friends that help you champion that idea get friends that like hey you want to start a book club we'll read this book together that's perfect uh mm -hmm. but if you get a friend that's that's like uh or an acquaintance even that's tearing down what you do um and yeah. and, and what you strive to want to do you know, you need to think really hard about, is that someone that you need to continue a relationship with? And, and it's totally fine to, um, to phase out people that just aren't, aren't, aren't a fit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, for me, that's the most important thing is just having people around me that, um, we both come away from hanging out together, feeling energized and like we're supporting each other, not that feeling of feeling drained and like somebody's like an anchor in your life. That is not a good feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are some ways that people can make friends? Because as adults, it can be very challenging. Like if you don't want to continue friendships that you had in high school, you know, you want to uh, carry on and meet new people. It's, it can be tough as an adult to meet new people and build those relationships. What are some ways that you recommend that people meet new people and develop relationships? Yeah. So Really good question. A, a big thing that I notice um, with folks that want to, to make more friends is sometimes the, their expectations are not quite aligned with reality in, in one specific way. And I'll tell you what that is, is uh, to be friends with someone, you need a, a, an element of frequency. So when you think about like we're in the thick of COVID-19 right now uh, in 2020 when this is recorded. Uh, and so you don't really have like that office environment or maybe you're not meeting up with your local trivia group every week. Um, and, and so that presents some challenges. But uh, when you're when you are frequently around someone, 
could be a class that you're both taking. It could be an interest that you both have. It could, could be a, a work thing as well. Uh, that frequency matters a lot. And I think it's easy to overlook that and think, oh, I just want to hurry up and make a friend. Well, you know, it's okay to take it a little bit slower. Uh, find out what activities that you personally like to do and frequent classes and activities where, where you're doing that with a group of people. Uh, and the best activities for specifically for making friends is when there's some sort of uh, baked in social element. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend a, um, you know, a class on, uh, let's see, a, a solitary activity, like maybe you guys are all, all gamers and, and you just talk about games and you go home and you play video games maybe that's not a fit. Maybe it's better to take that cooking class or maybe it's better to take that dance class mm. uh, where you're learning something new, assuming that you're interested in it and you get to talk with people and joke around with people in class. That frequency matters a lot. So get clear on who you want to be friends with, what type of person. Ask yourself, where do those people hang out and how does that overlap with something that I'm actually interested in? And then go to those uh those locations, those classes, those activities. Um, I, I know meetup is doing a lot of, they've kind of transitioned to online meetups as oh, well. Cool. So, and, and it's in today's day and age, um, leaving, leaving the COVID stuff alone for a second. Um, like the people who are right for you, they may not even necessarily be in your city. You know, they may be spread out all across the country or the world. Um, I've got some, some friends that I've never met in, in the flesh, but I consider them really, really good friends. And we, we, we just met because we're maybe in the same entrepreneurship group or we met on, on Twitter, you know, and, and we, we took that relationship slow in that, yeah, they're, you know, I maybe liked a few of their tweets or they liked a few of mine. We progressed to DMs and then we shoot, shoot emails back and forth. Like that relationship progresses slowly, just like it would in a real life environment where you go to that class, you know, you say hi to this person, you've seen him two or three or four times, and then you start a little conversation with them. Like it builds slowly over time um, with, with the best friendships, you'll find like you're expecting to be friends with this person for five, 10, 15, your entire life years. So it's okay to go a little slow and take your time when you're building those friendships. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. And I think it's so important to find things that you like doing and get engaged with those activities because if you're into those activities, other people are going to be interested in them that are like you. I found uh, my best community, my best friends over uh, as an adult in recent years through martial arts. So really getting out there and just putting yourself out there and doing things that you like to do is a great way to meet people. Um, but obviously, uh, COVID and all the lockdowns that we're experiencing now uh, does make that difficult. That's really cool that Meetup is doing online events. And uh, it sounds like you've had pretty good success meeting people online and developing relationships online. Um, how do you go about doing that? What are sort of like, how do those relationships develop? And how do you build that relationship without having that physical proximity? Yeah, so really good point during during the the age in which we live currently, uh, the the best way to do it that I but I've found is kind of start the relationship being generous, right? So maybe you're you're both in the same group on Facebook that you know you both like the same thing. Could could even be like you're both on the same subreddit if you're uh, you know familiar with the website Reddit, uh, and 
if you see someone who, who's making comments that you really like, or maybe they're, they're doing posts that you really like, it, it, it's okay to, you know, comment, tell them one thing that you learned that you, that you liked about that thing that they shared. Or uh, if, if they're on Twitter, for example, like, like some of their posts and then respond to them a few times. When you do get to the point where you're sending that first DM or that first email, keep it short, keep it light and, um, and keep it easy for them to respond to. Like you might ask them a very easy question or you might just send them a kind of a kudos message where you're like, okay, you know, just wanted to say, I really liked this specific thing. You know, it could be anything. It could be a post, it could be a comment, uh, it could be an article that they shared. And that opens the door uh, for a deeper, deeper conversation. So a, a good rule of thumb too, with uh, DMs, emails, and all this stuff is in, in the beginning, super important to go light. <laughs> uh, you don't want to, you do not want them to open the very first message from you. And it's a 16 paragraph manifesto about that. Even if it's an interest that you both have, like yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I would say, I would stick to a few sentences. Uh, I even use a lot of line breaks as silly as that may seem like make it easy and readable. Um, we, what we're going for is low cognitive effort on their part to just look at what you sent them and respond. Uh, but I've even, I'm in the fortunate position where I have people email me much like you did, Dan. And a, a lot of my friendships have started this way too, because I've done something online. Uh, you know, I, I have a podcast and YouTube and all this stuff. You may not have that, but you, you may have a, uh, a LinkedIn that you post on a lot and someone may message you. Like that's the start of a friendship and of a relationship that, you know, is not uh, kind of chained by geography. Like for most of human history, that would be the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you say to somebody? I know I hear this a lot from people um, that like, I'm just too weird for other people. Like I, I want to be myself, but I can't find people that I resonate with, or I'm not finding people. Um, like I'm looking for people that are my people going to the places that I would go, but not meeting the people that I want to meet there. Um, what would you say to those people? Is there some, like what uh, recommendations would you make in terms of places to look, things to try, for people that just aren't connecting with the right people. Yeah. So in, in my experience, uh, when I, when I hear something like that, and at this point would become more compelling, I've uh, almost heard everything. I think uh, I, I tend to question that. So I, I tend to say like, okay, well, what specifically have you tried? Yeah. And invariably nine times out of 10, when that person emails back, if they do, they're going to say, well, you know, I tried, you know, two things or one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and Peter, uh, I think last month, and he had a really good line that I really liked a lot. He said, I'll go anywhere once just to try it out. And I, I just love that so much uh, because a lot of times we, we don't know exactly what we're going to like. We, mm. uh, when my wife and I first started taking swing dance lessons, like I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm barely coordinated as it is. I'm going to end up falling over multiple times. Luckily, we just happened to get an instructor that understood like he was very much like me and uh, he was able to teach someone who barely knows right from left <laughs> uh, how to do it. Uh, and the more you do something and the more you get competent at something, the more you end up enjoying it. 
So it, you don't have to, um, look at, okay, I have two passions, you know, power Rangers and, uh, cooking like, and those are your only passions, like branch out, step outside of your comfort zone a little bit in terms of, okay, there's a class. I don't know if I'll like it, but I'll go once and I'll see if I like it. And that helps you expand, uh, the available people that you could start a conversation with that you could have, um, in terms of options with a, uh, a friendship, um, you're not going to like all the places and that's fine. And so after you try it once, if you're like, eh, you know, I didn't, didn't really, it didn't go my way. Like, that's okay. You can cancel it off the list. At least you went. Um, so that's, that's one part of it. A second part of it is when you're at those, those locations, those social events it could even be online. You know, you, you might be at like a office hours on zoom that a company's hosting or whatever. I've seen a, a few of those out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important to, to key in on is kind of goes back to some of the mindset stuff that we talked about earlier in that what story are you telling yourself? Are you excited to be there? Like what's uh, I would even ask you, like, what are you doing before the event? If you're listening to like sad music and you're slumped over in your chair, well, that's not really going to set you up to be more social right. um, stand up. Like you, you might have a standing desk. You might not, uh, do something active. Uh, something I'm getting into uh, recently is just the, the who are lethargic. If you're doing things that, uh, uh, you know, are taking energy and not providing energy, that's really important. Like if you're, if you're working out every day, you're eating right, you're getting sleep, like it's going to be easier for you to be in a good mood so that you can be your best self in those social interactions. Um, a big concept that I teach my clients and students is the 10% rule. So in any situation, and this is really good for making first impressions. It's really good for conversations is you want to be 10% higher energy than you think you need to be. So if you roll in on the, uh, you know, might be a zoom meeting or it might be uh, an in real life meetup and you're just kind of low effort, low energy and low effort. And you're just like, Hey, guys, my name's, my name's Jeff. And they're like, wait, um, I didn't catch that. Like that starts the train moving in the wrong direction. What you want to do, like, it's okay to be socially bold. It's okay to come in, make a little splash and say, Hey guys, I'm Jeff and, and be enthusiastic, not over the top. You don't want to be, um, swinging from the chandeliers when everyone else is kind of subdued, but you just want to look at the group's energy and come in above that energy because no one wants to, uh, no group has ever sat around thinking, ah, oh, we're having such a good time. I wish someone would come in and lower our energy a little bit. Like that's yeah. just not how <laughs> groups work. And so really keying in on that mindset stuff and showing enthusiasm for being where you are and stepping out of your comfort zone, all those things combine to give you more at bats to be social and make, make new friends. Nice. So we've talked a little bit about sort of where to meet people, mindset around meeting people, um, and a little bit about sort of messages you might send to people. Um, what are some other sort of, I don't know, conversational hacks that you might use to get to know people better and develop closer friendships? Yeah, so one that I really like is called the spokes method. This is something that I came up with a few years ago. And and it's mainly an answer to the question of my mind goes blank in social situations, Mm -hmm. uh, which super common. 
yeah, super common. And you know what? It happens to almost everybody. Like it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. Uh, key number one is don't beat yourself up if your mind goes blank. Use this uh, spokes method that I'm going to talk about. So if you imagine a, a bicycle wheel and you've got spokes um, radiating off of the hub, that's the center. And view the conversation and topic that you're currently talking about as the hub. And spokes are different uh, things that you could bring up that are sort of related. It could be a, a question that you ask. It could be an observation that you tell. It could be a story that you share. You know, something that's kind of related to that central topic. So, so say that someone's talking to you about superhero movies. Like, I'm a Marvel fan. I enjoy that stuff a lot. Um, what could you talk about when it comes to superhero movies, just to, to keep the conversation going. So someone mentions Avengers Endgame. Well, you can talk about uh, Robert Downey Jr. You can talk about the visual effects. You can talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can talk about what superpower you'd want to have. Uh, you can talk about like, you know, the superhero movie you remember as a kid. Like there's a bunch of stuff that you can talk about that's tangently related to that center hub. And thinking around the topic like that is really helpful because it, it puts you in a place where you're never going to run out of things to, say, things to say because you always have something that's related to the current topic that you can bring up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. What is your favorite Marvel movie? You know, I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, if I had to pick one, the one that I've probably just seen a lot is Avengers Infinity War. Um, I just, for whatever reason, I just like it. It probably because it was on Netflix for so long. And when I was working, I would just have it on on mute and I'd be like, oh yeah, it's that scene. Uh, but like the scene where uh, Thor comes down is pretty cool. And when, uh, spoilers, if you haven't seen it, but come on guys, you need to get on it. Uh, or really early in the movie when Captain America makes his first appearance, like that was really good. But I like all of it. And I think it's pretty cool that they're able to do all that, all that stuff because man, as a kid, I could have only dreamed for something, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Um, nice. So I know one thing people have been uh, commenting, I'd asked the mentally fit community what their challenges are in relation to friendships. And a lot of people, they've said that the people they've found are um, not genuine. Um, sometimes they're envious of each other. They have trouble staying real, getting stabbed in the back. So a lot of interpersonal conflict, it sounds like. What would you say to those people? How would you recommend that people who have a lot of drama and relationships, what would you recommend for them? Yeah, that's a good question. I think where I would start with that is sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and write out like what your core values are like what is important to you mm. um for for me personally like i value my time above all else mm. um so if i you know if i had a friend for example um uh, which i've done a very good job of pruning kind of pruning the uh shrubbery so to speak yeah. uh so this really doesn't happen to me much anymore but if i had a friend who like we had a like a lunch scheduled and they didn't didn't call and they didn't show up Mm. Uh, well, that goes against my core value of protecting my time. Um, especially if they, you know, if they didn't call or text or anything like that, like that's, that's a huge red flag for me. Yeah. And so sit down and figure out like, like what's important to you. What are your kind of boundaries? What are your core values? And if you have a friend that, that violates that, 
maybe, well, just to put a number on it, we'll say twice, you know, establishes a pattern of behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you got to ask yourself like, okay, do I need to let off the gas on this friendship? And just uh, when they, when they text, maybe you, you don't, uh, you know, they want to meet up and you're like, well, they didn't meet up last time. So I'm just going to say, no, you know, I'm good. I'm really busy this week. Like it's okay to phase people out gently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really starts with you. So if, if you are experiencing, you know, jealousy in the friend group, or if you're experiencing people that are say that they're asking you for favors left and right, but they never, uh, you know, they never return the favor. I, I don't believe you should really be a sort of a quid pro quo, pro quo kind of person. Uh, I believe in giving a lot, but at a certain point, like you don't want to be taken advantage of. So if that's your core value and someone's constantly asking you for rides to the airport, for example, like, okay, you know what? Maybe this person isn't a fit for me. And it's hard because no one likes to say, man, this person is not right for me. I have to move on. Uh, And Option one is just kind of stepping back from the relationship. Um, but if the person's really important to you and you feel like they're open enough to feedback, like delivering that feedback to them and, and, and having kind of a tough conversation and saying like, hey, hey, Stacy, look, you know, we've been friends for a long time and I really value our relationship. But when you do X, the impact to me is Y. And, and that makes me feel Z. And and having that conversation and being strong enough to have that conversation and, and knowing going in, like, look, either one of two things will happen. One, our relationship will be stronger as we exit this conversation or two, we're both going to have to step back from the relationship and, and being okay with either. Um, Mm. Yeah. is really important. And, and that's kind of a advanced social skill. That's really important because it's uncomfortable to have that conversation. Yeah, for sure. Um, it definitely takes a lot of emotion regulation, communication skills, and just fearlessness to engage in conversations like that and work out problems with friendships instead of just throwing them out the window. Yeah, like all the popular advice you'll see online or on Reddit, if someone's having a friendship problem, all the comments will be like, you should get rid of them. Like, and it's just <laughs> like, well, you, you know what? <laughs> should you, should you get your pitchfork? Should, should that be the first thing that you reach for? Probably not. You know, like maybe, maybe they're not respectful of your time. Once you have that conversation. Uh, and if they keep doing it, they've established a pattern of behavior and then, you know, it's appropriate to take action and just step back, but throwing the, uh, kind of the baby out with the bathwater. That's, that's not what I would recommend going to first, even though a lot of people, it's understandable that they would feel like they want to go there. For sure. Yeah. It, It takes a lot of work. It's tough, but it's worth it. So I know that you have a uh, free gift, audio gift for our listeners. Um, could you tell us about what that is and where they can find that? Yeah. So a, a gift that I have for the mentally fit crowd is at becomemorecompelling.com slash mentally fit. And that's all, all one word, mentally fit. And it is my ultimate guide for joining and enjoying group conversations. And, and that's an audio guide. So you'll be able to listen to my buttery smooth voice, tell you about uh, uh, how to join conversations, how to contribute in conversations. And we even go into some body language stuff and it even has some tasty, tasty word for word scripts for you as well. So I'm excited for you guys to get that. And again, that's at becomemorecompelling.com slash mentally fit. Excellent. Thank you for that. We'll definitely include a link to that in the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out. 
where else can we send people to um, learn more about you and get more content from you, like YouTube, yeah. Instagram, things like that? Yeah, the, uh, the, the best places to find me, you can go to becomemorecompelling.com and I've got my, my blog and links to everything that I've ever done on there. Uh, but something, a new project that I'm excited about is I, I'm doing more YouTube videos right now and, and uh, you can just search Jeff Callahan on, on YouTube and you should be able to find me pretty easily. Uh, or become more compelling on YouTube and you should be able to find me pretty easily too. And uh, I'm, a, I'm having fun with that a lot, uh, especially during quarantine when, you know, uh, I'm in the American South and we're getting per hit pretty hard right now. So, uh, you know, it's a good time to make YouTube videos. But other than that, of course, I do like the Twitter and Instagram thing, but uh, my website and YouTube, those are, those are my two main spots as well as my uh, podcast. Excellent. We'll include links for those as well. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much, my brother. Really appreciate your time today. Uh, great talking Absolutely. to you. Enjoyed it, Dan. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jeff Callahan, founder of Become More Compelling. Definitely make sure to check out his podcast by the same name, Become More Compelling, anywhere that podcasts are played and visit his website to grab that free gift that he's offering to the mentally fit community at becomemorecompelling.com forward slash mentally fit. I have one small request to make of you before we clear out of here today. And that is to please, please, please leave us a review for this podcast, the mentally fit podcast, wherever it is that you're listening, your review helps us to reach more people and bring you even more experts and people like Jeff to have these important conversations. And we can help more people as a result as well. So really, honestly, your review does matter and we would just love it if you would support the channel and I would really appreciate it personally. So thank you for that, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> and one last thing I want to do is invite you to join us in the Mentally Fit community if you're not already there. It's free, so check it out. Come join us for more conversations like this and to get questions answered from peers and experts. We're all in there and we are here to support you. So I would love to continue this conversation over there. You can join us by going to our website, joinmentallyfit.com. All right, enough said, I'm gonna get out of here. I hope you have a great day and I look forward to hearing more from you soon. All right, talk to you later.